and welcome to Stephen Rowland's Bit Podcast. Number 148. Interesting fact about 148. It's got Stephen Layton in it. It has? It's quite interesting. Isn't it? I don't know. Any other facts? Um, uh, we're mainly made up of water. That's a good fact. And water's used in beer. Good link. A good link. I'm impressed. You can see you're a true professional. A true professional. We call that a segment. Or a, a, a segue, sorry, in the, in the industry. <laughs> we call it a segue into talking about this week's beer. Ah. Seamless segue. A seamless one. Totally unnoticed by our listeners. I think so. And it's good that we haven't drawn any attention to it at all. Indeed. Um, so this week's beer um, is a little mixed because uh, I've got Falco and you've got Hipster. Um, it was meant to be Hipster. But um, because beer bods are too big now and don't care about anything and they just send you any old crap in the box um, and uh, I hope you just won't notice, I think is the general theme of what's happened. Evil twin broadly known as any old... Yeah, like well, yeah it doesn't matter what beer it is, it all tastes the same, <laughs> doesn't it? You know, put any old stuff in there. <laughs> Good to see you endorse this point of view. Yeah, just, like, just send anything. Like, um, Carlin... Tetley's, <laughs> you know, Sainsbury's own. Lots of top suggestions <laughs> for Matt here. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, that's fine. But we're going to do the hipster, so we're drinking Roland's beer instead. Yeah. Um, we felt it was right to do hipster because I've got skinny jeans and a beard. So you are uh, a true. I am a true, true believer. Hip- I am a true old hipster. Um, <laughs> and I'm going down to London Coffee Festival this Ooh. weekend, which will be full of hipsters in check shirts and beards. Oh, and certainly. I'm really hoping that they don't think I'm one of them when I turn up in my skinny jeans and my, my beard. But and um, your check shirt. I, I have got a check shirt. I will take my check shirt out. There you are. Yeah. No, that'll be good. You're blending seamlessly. A segue back into this is people behind bars sometimes wear check shirts <laughs> and, and in bars you have beer. We call this a segue, Roland. <laughs> um, yeah, this week's beer, Evil Twin, a brewery that's well known to both of us. I think we're both a big fan of their yeah. work. Um, you said I was a fanboy and I don't think I am a fanboy. Um, I... I just like I, I like their stuff, uh, just as I like Mikella stuff, you yeah. know. Um, and one thing you can you got to say about Evil Twin, they do don't do boring. Yeah. Like that every time I, I remember having had their beers fairly early on when I was starting to discover kind of interesting beers and going, wow, that's that's really different. One thing I don't like about them um, is I do feel that they're a little bit piggybacking on the Mikella thing, and they they've pushed that a lot in their marketing and branding mm. um, you know it's the brother and obviously the evil twin is the link back to uh, you know the, yeah. the, that as well so he's very much in the title um, and I just wonder whether like it could have they could have had the same brand and work together but then you know each of them whatever the, it's not a major problem the beer is normally quite tasty so go on give us yeah. your give us your scrawled facts which don't look that big they're very short I, I figured that with the enthusiasm, we would, we would cover that there. Um, yeah, so founded by um, the brother of Mr. Mikula. I wonder what it's like to be called the brother of Mr. Mikula. Like, because I, de- I, I definitely think that's a thing, because well, everybody goes, oh, it's the brother. But do you know his name? Jep. Jepin? Yeah, but think. did you know that before you went and looked for it? Vaguely. In the same way, I vaguely knew it was Mikkel rather than... Yeah. yeah. In one of those ones that... I think it, it doesn't help being very English. I struggle with Scandinavian names. I've not got your experience with them. Me too. Them. Me yeah. too. Struggle a lot with them. Um, but yeah, go on. Sorry, so founded on. in 2010 in Copenhagen. Um, he also owns a bottle shop there that's now very famous and was rated by Rate Beer as their number one bottle shop in the world. Yeah. Um, 
In 2012, he moved to Brooklyn and and has tried to build the the brand of the of Evil Twin. Yeah. And I guess as with Mickler, like it's it's not a a brewery as such because he gets his beers brewed elsewhere. It's a brand and a collection of ideas. He comes up with a thing that he wants a beer. I want to have a beer with aged in this kind of wine barrel or whatever it might be, and he gets somebody else to brew it for him. Yeah. Uh, he works with ten breweries which he thinks are, are awesome. The Hipster Ale is brewed by Two Roads Brewery, who are based in Stratford, Connecticut. Okay. They are yeah, um, not a huge brewery, um, certainly by the US standards, but they are probably quite a lot bigger than a lot of the breweries that we would we get in the UK, yeah, in yeah. that calf group. Um, Stratford, the town, pretty small, 51,000 people. Founded in 1639. You're really worse. I know, yeah. Really I've yeah. gone to about Stratford and thought it would be more interesting. To, get, to give that context, uh, Stafford is a population of 70,000 where yeah. we are here. So, like, it's pretty even small. smaller than Stafford. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting that you've actually got a fairly substantial-sized brewery. I, I would think that in comparison to the actual local area, that's quite a big brewery for, yeah, yeah. for the area. Um, and has got various... Some substantial people who've worked in the beer industry behind it and involved in it. So, Does it have a man who lives there who plays a banjo? I don't know. We have no listeners in Stratford in Connecticut, so I'm fairly sure we won't lose anybody by saying that. Unless there's an expat one who's moved over. Yeah, but they still wouldn't listen to us anyway. That's true. Like very few people. Let's get on and open this beer. I think we. Yeah, go on. Yeah, let's drink it. What do you think of the can anyway? Yeah, I mean that their branding is very. Like this is my problem with them and McKellar. I think they're very similar in everything that they do. They do weird, interesting beers. They have very similar branding. Uh, It just feels the same to me. You like it feels you know, but it's pretty. I like it. I like beer in tins. We've talked about this before, Um, so I'm I'm pleased with that. Um, Yeah, it's it's a nice can. Yeah, I I like... Oh, Sorry. Very noisy, though. Yeah, I like the geometric design thing. I like... I like the evil twin stuff. As for the Mickler, I, I always have this feel that it looks very definitely what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it always looks like it tries a little bit too much for, for me, but that's a totally personal thing. It is very clearly what it is, and that's no bad thing. Yeah. Smells good. Yeah, no, I mean it's got a it's got a really weird smell almost. It's it is hoppy, um, as you would expect anything from them to, to have hops, but it also has got a real kind of like earthy earthy smell to it as well. Um Yeah. And that's definitely transposed into the taste as well. I just took a little sip while you were yammering. And um it's got a real earthiness to it, um, which I find quite interesting actually. It's like it's it's not what I expected at all. I don't know what I expected because the hip strail pot isn't very um, and I know it's no. American Pale Ale, but like I didn't expect it to be a normal American Pale Ale from Evil Twin. So, um, but yeah, it's it, it's not as hoppy as I expected. The hops are definitely yeah, there, there, but there's a re- there's a more powerful flavour there. And it's a really nice long flavour as well. Mm. Like it's not just that that pale up from punch of hops and then it's gone. There's a real nice body to it and a, a good. Super well brewed. Like yeah. I mean, that's one thing I like. It, it, it's it's very clean. It's yeah. got a real kind of sharpness to it, and there's a very. You, I don't know because I don't know what Mister Brother of Michela meant, but like to do. But it yeah. tastes like they. It's actually delivered what somebody had an idea of what they wanted to deliver, yeah. and it's been delivered. 
Um, and it certainly makes me want to try some Two Roads Brewery stuff if I ever got the chance. Yeah. Because, you know, that's... What do you feel about it? breweries doing, like, the, the white labelling stuff? I can certainly see the value to them. Like, it's not... It's no effort for them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's using capacity. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I'm a little uncomfortable with it because we, we've had a few in the beer bods that have been from that kind mm. of uh, brewing. And really, it's just a brand then, isn't it? It's not a brewery. It's a, it's a brand. And Yeah, I think it's... It's more the other way around. I can see the value to the person doing the actual brewing. Yeah. I do question the person doing the... Come up with the idea and selling it, whether they wouldn't want more control. And if you look again at these guys, as with a number of other ones, they've they've got to that stage where if they really wanted to have their own their own premises, they could have made that happen. They've, mm-hmm. They're clearly happy with the idea. In fact, there was an interview uh, not long after he moved out to, to the US, and he said that he never particularly wanted to have his own brewery and to have to do the running side of things he likes being able to come up with the brand and the recipe and, and go to a brewer and say you make this for me yeah i um, guess i guess it's not it's not a it's it's not a problem i just for me it just it doesn't feel yeah doesn't feel kind of completely honest mm. i mean it, it obviously is honest because they they are super clear about what they do you know, they both both of the brothers are super clear about what the, you know yeah, they're, yeah. They're, where they're going and what they're doing. But I don't know. I just think it's like if if you're that into it, yeah, I I, I would want the control and you know I would want yeah, to be able it's, it's to, odd, isn't you know, it? to, to do the things and and it's not a scale thing. You know, I can imagine when they're starting. Yeah, that makes sense. And he wouldn't. I, I'm, I don't think either of them would have to stand in a brewery and brew it themselves. Like, you no, know no, what I mean? no, they it's could. Like, it's like, they're such big brands now that they could buy in the talent to do what they need to. Yeah. Or they could buy up, what's the brewery called again? Uh, two Roads. They yeah. could probably, they've probably got enough money to buy up Two Roads and do all the brewing there and keep the people there that are already there. So, I don't know. I, I just think it's something that doesn't quite it's hard to understand, I think, for us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because like, we, we get lots of people approaching us saying, oh, I've got a great opportunity for you, Steve. You can roast the coffee for me and you can do all the hard work and pack it and then I'll sell it, maybe. You know, and it's like, nah, it never interests me. So, uh, mm. yeah. Well, I think if you're, if you're a brewery and you've got spare capacity, because as with lots of these breweries, they start out with wanting to have lots of capacity and necessarily more than they can use, and... Yeah, they've got but quiet see, bits. see the other thing with most, and I don't know, I don't know these guys uh, where he's brewed, but like most breweries that are successful, like talking to Dennis from Buxton mm. recently, you know, they're chocked and they don't have capacity, even though yeah. they planned to have lots of capacity. Yeah, yeah. you know, they very easily filled that capacity by being good brewers and being busy. So I, well, and it might be because like some of the one, there's a difference, I guess, maybe between whether people continue doing contract brewing longer term yeah like some people I guess might might start out doing it when they have the space and then go you know what we haven't got it let's lose that and we'll yeah we'll but do like, our own stuff from what I what I hear from talking to brewers is that when they're good they're busy yeah <laughs> well, and I guess I've never talked to what like my favourite breweries and I'm, I'm not saying I've spoken to lots of brewers but I've probably spoken to six or seven of my favourite brewers that do a good job and they always tell me they're really busy mm. Like, I mean, maybe they I, I guess maybe they, maybe they just, you know. I guess one that we must understand is like as well is maybe it helps with cash flow. Yeah. Because you know when you're these kind of business brewers in particular, cash flow is a major issue in terms of like until you get that beer sold, 
you haven't got any money, but you've got to pay for it to sit in, in your warehouse, aging or whatever it might be, or you know, waiting for the condition and brew. I guess if that if if you've got a good relationship with somebody who can help you out with some of that bits, maybe that's a maybe beneficial. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we we've been doing a fair bit. Mm. And we've been swigging away, so I think we, we are have. pretty much done. Apart from our rating, and I need to get the pull top off. So um, <laughs> you work on it. Yeah, I work on that. And Phil, so you can oh, go excellent. first. I'll let you. I like this one. Um, I'm always a little bit. And sure, when we have the the Mickler and the Evil Twin ones a bit, because there are some of them that I've not been such a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, I think this is really interesting. I think it's got a really nice kind of chewy body to it as well that I sometimes find uh, lacking in the in those beers. But this one I think is really good. Um, the hops are interesting. There's definitely something interesting there that I'm not wasn't expecting. Yeah, I, I think this is good. So I'm gonna go for an eight. Yeah, I think. Um... I think I put my finger on what I'm tasting in in that earthiness, and it reminds me very much of like nettles and like. Mm. Um, God, this is hipster ale, isn't it? Talking about fucking mm. nettles in beer. I mean, I've, um, I've had a guess. I would have said it's just some uh, hops that we're not, yeah, not familiar yeah, yeah. with, and but like, not, and, and it's like, almost like it. a spinachy kind of irony uh, earthiness mm. to it. Um, I do like it. I, I, I expected to like it. I'm not disappointed. Um, you know, I, I think it's a very solid beer. I would definitely drink this again if I saw it on somewhere. Um, thank you to to Matt and Gordon for sending an expensive beer and then sending me the Folco, even though I um, I learned about it at the start. Now this is a this is this is a great beer to have in there. I'll be very intrigued to see what the comments are on Twitter mm. on Thursday because yeah. um, I can imagine it will divide a lot of opinion. Um, but for me, I'm going to go eight and a half. Um, I think it's very good. And um, yeah, more of that, please. Oh, should we we'll talk quickly about the, the beer bods gossip? Beer bods gossip. So do we know our beer bods? Got, we should we should do like like um, what they call um, what they call them. Um, <laughs> a segment. Like no 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 like an an intro kind of ident. <laughs> oh, uh, I got Beer bods gossip. Beer bods gossip. <laughs> I hope you appreciate our production values in there. That, that's all used up there. Yeah, all used up. That's all of our budget <laughs> for the year. Um. Today, Matt and Gordon were off to brew their, their latest collaboration. Oh, I thought you were going to say today Matt and Gordon have become a couple and they're very <laughs> happy to announce to the world that they're now going to make babies with each other. No, no. They're, they're not going to make babies, they're going to make beer, not babies. They are. Okay. Yeah, at a, a, little, a little brewery called uh, Buxton. So they are the, the, so they are the new, um, the new McKellar brothers then? <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo Brewery in Buxton. Yeah, I, I, after I, saying that Buxton are really busy. Well, I, I think collaboration might be here, here, which which from what I've I gathered from the Buxton lads means Matt and Gordon will have turned up and be told there's some bottles to uh, to label. Off you go, lads. Mm. No, I think like I think that's a that's a great partnership, yeah. Buxton. Uh, we, I think we're both in agreement that Buxton are probably one of our, if not the favourite brewery of last year. And um, in, yeah, and and do lots of good collaboration yeah. stuff. And with us too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry uh, stuff. Yeah. So no, no, that's fantastic. Uh, well done, uh, Matt and Gordon, and well done for partnering with the right people and partnering with each other. And we look forward <laughs> to the babies that you're going to make. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But we should um, drink up and shut up because we've gone on for like 16 minutes, and then yeah. we've lost everyone at this point. So we are. We are done. <laughs>